hello. Hi, my name is Jess Wood. Welcome to Get Wood. It's your favorite storytelling show told by a comedian lady who's also an ex-sex worker. What? Why does she mention that? Well, because it's important that you know my reference points. Do you know what I'm saying? If a lady has done a little sex work in the past, she might have some real gems to drop on your face. Pearl necklace? What? It's a little early in the show to do that. Listen, my name is Jess Wood. As I said, this is Get Wood, and you can subscribe on all the platforms that are available, podcast world. Also, you can join my Patreon, Get Wood 69. Shut up. And you can also go visit all the YouTubes and everything like that. So uh, go check that out. Um, get wood, just wood, all the things wood, get your wood right away. Hello and welcome. What a week. Miss Wood is telling you what a week, what a week, what a week. I tell you what. Now, if this is your first time watching or listening to Get Wood, I would like to invite you to know that it is an audio diary that has to do with the week of news, not only in my personal life, but also out there in the world. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about the Oscars, but first, but first... Let's talk about another thing that was in the news this week that was actually more horrifying, I think, than anything else that I've seen in the news in a long time, including a Ukraine. Uh, there was a woman, a self-proclaimed momic, that's right, a mother and a comic, that's what she called herself, who got up when the projector failed to work at the movie theater that she was at in Burbank, California. And if you know Burbank, California, you know there's a lot of moms over there that want to really tell you how they feel. Yeah, what? Hey, move it aside. The projector's broken. I got to get up there and tell these people some jokes. And this woman says, she is a self-proclaimed momic. Oh, hi, Ron. Ah, I love you. I miss you. Thank you for coming. Um, I just am mortified to think about this woman. First of all, why did no one throw their stuff at her? If, if Chris Rock, who is a genius, can deal with what he had to deal with, this fucking suburban mother, momic, is going up on, on, it's not even a stage. It's the movie theater platform area. You know, I mean, it is a stage, but it's not for you, bish. Get out of there. It maybe is for someone doing Rocky Horror, but even then, that's a stretch. Do you know what I'm talking about? So this woman got up and and she, she did 25 minutes. I, I couldn't have, listen, I probably would have gotten arrested because I just feel like that is, that's, that's, you're a terrorist now. You're you're a terror. You're terrorizing us with your stand-up comedy, your momic comedy. And she said, "You know, my if my daughter hadn't have uh, dared me to do it, if my daughter hadn't have dared me to do it. Oh, shut up! Your daughter had nothing to do with it. I promise you that her daughter had. Her daughter was mortified. Anyone who knows who has a performer parent, get out of here." I mean, you guys know it's mortifying. I know my dad, uh, well, my maybe daddy, we like to call him. He played guitar and he was always like, hey, hey, girls, you want to hear some tunes? Like, get the fuck out of here, Pervo. And then my mom was an actress. And I remember doing a sketch comedy show. And this lady showed up uninvited 
and came into the backstage and was like, hey, Jesse, did you tell everybody how funny your mama is? Hey, beat it, lady. This is my gig. Whoa. Speaking of my gig, I'm tossing things about. I do have all this <laughs> stuff set up in the room, but it just gets tossed. Anyhow, she was up there because the projector broke, and I, I felt so badly for the people in the room. Um, I also felt badly uh, for me. I felt like such an American. Okay, here's what a, a terrible like American feeling that I had this week. Okay, you ready? I'm such an American. I freaked out when the Wi-Fi, when, wait, maybe it's just not America, worldwide, just addicted to the phone and the computer and the TV. Everything is on the grid, right? So all of a sudden, the grid is down and you can't do anything. You can't go to the store and use your card. You can't go online. You can't use your phone. You can't watch TV. Oh my God, I was forced. Hold on now, hang on. I was forced to read a book. I know. I couldn't listen to it on tape even. You couldn't even listen to your audio book. What is going to happen to our society, to the world, once that goes down? The grid goes, when the grid goes down, because you know it's going to happen. What are we going to do? Take walks again? Read books? Tell each other stories. Remember when that was happening? Remember when we could talk to each other? Remember when that was hip? When like we could all speak to one another and we weren't just like, "Mm, awkward. Like, why is that acceptable? Why is it acceptable to just be awkward? It's in my in my house. It's unacceptable. Of course, no one lives here but me. So I am. (laughs) I think it's unacceptable. Um, Another thing that's unacceptable is beyond the momic going up in Burbank, California and forcing her stand-up comedy on us. Now, when you're at a movie theater to see, I don't know what they were there to see, Power of the Dog, you know, something very intense. Um, I know I was forced to read a book and I worked at the library, but the library was a bar, so <laughs> no one read those books. We're all very dusty. Uh, anyway, we... Um, as as you know, a lot of really unfair things happened this week. Um, while we were getting upset about the Oscars, and, and you know what? I am. I am going to talk about the Oscars, of course. But I want to talk about the good stuff that happened there, first of all. I want to talk about the really, the uplifting, the good, the positive, okay? Let's talk about this. I never liked Amy Schumer before. This seemed like it was really her. Do you know? It seemed like it was really her. It was really her doing her, her jokes that she tells. She's not a sexual uh, person. So with all this bullshit that she was doing in front of everybody, this whole sex, oh, my sex and the sex and the sex, that was all just fakery. This that we saw at the Oscars, that was her. Like kind of a awkward white chick who feels uncomfortable, but she makes some funny jokes. Like, that was her. I was so proud. I felt, I've had some real shifts this week, friends. (laughs) A very enlightened shift in terms of opening up and actually enjoying. Oh, my God. And plus, three women to host? That was fantastic. Um, uh, What's her, what's her, who, with the West Side Story win and the queer uh, Latinx 
girl. She, oh, she was so great in the red pantsuit. And fucking how old did my Gen X brothers and sisters feel when they had a, why do they have to tell us how many years it's been? That's what I don't like. You know what I mean? When they're like 30 years reunion for the white men can't jump. Like, oh, oh no. Can we not say, can we not remind us of how 28 years for the Pulp Fiction? You know, I'm like, ay, 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 I'm feeling... I'm feeling like a hot flash just listening to them say how many years it's been. Uh, but it was great to see Travolta without his fake hair on. Finally, finally, oh my God, finally, whoa. Uh, it's It was great to see him without his fake hair, uh, embracing who he really is. Uh, it was great to... Um, Listen to Jessica Chastain. I thought that she she was my favorite. I'm so glad that the fucking power of the dog. Fine, Jane Campion, great. Oh, did you know this was going to be a review sh- a review show of reviews of award shows? Listen, Ron, I know you can. I know you understand this now. Ron is in the chat right now, and I know he feels the same. Um, n- no one. Power of the Dog, I'm so glad it did not win. And I don't mind that Jane Campion won because she's a wonderful uh, director and she, you know, deserves her stuff, but her flowers. But that movie was the most boring fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. So if it had won anything besides like, you know, some technical shit, I would have been like, no, especially with fat Matt Damon and his wife there, all the seat, the seat warmer or whatever. Uh, but really, 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 really not at all. Uh, like really fun, not at all upsetting, like fun and light and a good time. And, um, the, uh, the, I was trying to think of all the fun, the fun things that I love. The women all wearing red. I felt like, yes, Fat Damon. <laughs> uh, the women all wearing red was really powerful, like a powerful, um, it felt like everyone was really trying to be like, woman, you know, like you can take away our rights to abortions, but you can't take away our rights to look like we've bled all over ourselves in this award show. And that's important to stand by your, um, you know, we have issues here. We have a lot of issues, obviously, in the world right now that we have to be looking at. Oh, God. Okay. Have you ever had an instance where your body just gives out and you wonder if it's not just because you're getting older. (laughs) Thank you, kids. But because you're not doing something that you are not in alignment with. That's right. Alignment with. Now, let's talk about first, before I get into the whole mind body thing, let me just talk to you about, yes, the the powerful feminine running through this, the, the ceremony. Megan the Stallion, so excited that she was the first female rapper to ever uh, appear on the Oscars. Um, so excited for her. And even I loved when they asked her, like, how did it feel? Did you, were you so excited? And she's like, mm-hmm, but on to next. What's next? I love her. She's very inspirational. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> the red dresses, Megan, the three women, that was all fantastic. However, now let's talk about, let's just talk about being a comedian in general. Okay, first of all, before I get into the slap, let's talk about just being a comedian in general and 
how hard it is to get up on stage and make a room full of strangers laugh. Sometimes it's harder when there are people you know there. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you, it's, you can't believe how hard it already is. I mean, you can believe because it's the first... When people say, what are they scared of? The first thing is public speaking. The second thing is death. Now, I think it's death while public speaking. That's my biggest fear, is dying on stage while telling jokes. Also, not feeling great about maybe a live show that you're doing at the moment. But that's okay. You get Some days are not as fun as other days. And when things get shut down on you, it makes you feel badly. So, uh, let's go to the slap. The joke that Chris Rock made was so fucking like lame and throwaway. And if you look back, and everybody already knows this because everyone's been talking about it already, but Will Smith laughs uh, at the beginning. And also, I heard the table Red Table Talk less than a week ago. Jada Pinkett Smith exclaimed, I don't care who talks about my head, my bald head. I love my bald head. I don't care who says what, when, or where. I don't even care. Now, you can't say something like that and then a week later have like a big, as my friend Baron Vaughn says, kerfuffle. You just can't. You have to go. You. Ha- it's just, you. I mean, come on. So being a comic, telling jokes, throwaway jokes, jokes at award shows. Can we bring up the, I know people, some people have brought up the fact of Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais at the, what was it? The Golden Globes. He tore everyone in their new assholes and no one got up and no one even put out a complaint on him the next day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think as, as many people do not, I don't think that it, this the slap was about the, the G.I. Jane comment because and God bless the little Gen Z's that had to go and look up what G.I. Jane even was and who Demi Moore is like they have no idea. These poor babies are like, what's everybody so upset about? Um, so. There's no ever, ever, ever cause to hit another person, right? Especially a comic. I mean, oh my goodness, we're doing the hardest jobs. Do not hurt us. And there didn't used to be any rules about that. You could heckle and you could throw stuff at people. When I first started doing comedy... I was I was told by a lot of older comics, oh, I've had uh, glasses thrown at my head, and they mean like like pint glasses, not like they're spectacle. Oh no, this is horrible! Get it off the stage, and they throw I throw my spectacles at you. No, like full glasses of beer and beer bottles and ashtrays. That's how long ago these people have been doing comedy. But really, having things. Th- flung at you uh, because people get offended. And, you know, you came to a comedy show or you're watching an award show where they've hired comedians to take the piss out of you and all your little buddies. And the the sickest thing to me, uh, now someone said, oh, I think it was fake and it's just to get us distracted and we, you know, we're so gullible and we got so distracted from the reality of what's going on right now and what's going on right now is there's a war and there are people trying to take our rights away in our country. And I'm like, yes, 
all of this, yes, all of this, 100% true. They are, they're taking our rights. Their distraction, distraction is the number one plan for, you know, the takeover. Uh, but my only but in this being a setup, I've never seen Will Smith act so well. Do you know what I mean? Um, people are, okay, so people are messaging me now from other, from other, do they not read this? You know, it's interesting when you do stuff like this and you have to put out a, um, a, <laughs> you put out a sign, you put out a signal, you put out the bat signal and you go, Hey kids, it's not working on this platform. Come to this platform and we'll hang out and it'll be fine and fun. But then people call and they text and they message and they're like, what happened? And I go, I, I've been posting on that other place where you think I'm going to be, but I'm not there. So I'm over here. Come over here. Anyway, what are you going to do? You can't really control much. We do as much as we can, um, but we cannot control much. Hello. Thanks for coming. I, I have no idea who's been reporting me over on the Instagram, but it's really a sad state of affairs when you get attacked uh, cyber you know it's like it's a cyber attack and it is it's an attack on what i do and my you know my lives are really part of my my following and my consistency and my podcasting it's just ah well anyhow it is like hurting cats ron thank you so much anyway <laughs> i i felt like um when he went up to hit Chris Rock, it really, unfortunately, gives everyone who watched that around the world the idea that it's okay to to hit a comic if you don't like what they're talking about. So that is really frightening to us. Um, we already are taking our our little uh, life into our hands, going up on stage and talking about stuff that might be considered taboo. I know I talk a lot about stuff that where people are like, you're not allowed to talk about that. I feel like we have to, as comedians, you have to talk about things that people aren't willing to talk about. And the fact of the matter is Chris Rock is a genius comic and he's written some of the best material over the past 25, 50 years. So the throwaway GI Jane, which isn't even an insult, um, the slap had nothing to do with his, with his comment. The slap had to do with years. First of all, let's just back it up a second and say the pandemic has taken a toll on all of us. Okay. The pandemic has made most of us react to things or act out about stuff or look at how people act in retail stores or in restaurants. My God, I watched a video of a girl crawl through a drive through window because they forgot her ranch. That's some shit that we did not see before the pandemic. Let's be honest. I mean, my God. So the fact that he if this was all pent up, Will Smith, are you kidding me? This was pent up. This was a couple years of him being the butt of the joke of Jada, of her, you know, the open marriage. Like, I love the meme that's going around that says, oh, we're open to everything. We're open to everything except jokes about our marriage. So realistically, let's all just take a step back as human beings and say to ourselves, hmm, violence is never the answer. That's for fuck sure. But also just 
take a goddamn breath. I would I would venture to say as a comedian and as a lady who uh, considers herself pretty damn smart, it, the earlier joke that Amy Schumer did or Regina Hall did about bringing Will Smith up on the stage to be one of her men because he was in an open marriage, that to me is more disrespectful, I think, if anyone wants to be talking disrespect. Also, something they did not no one. I have read no comments about this. I have read, I've seen no memes. I've read no comments. I've seen no articles. Let's chat about what was happening with the women when he, and I'm talking about Jada and Chris's girlfriend, like they were taking earrings off. Okay. They were taking earrings off. When Will started to walk up towards Chris, this is Chris's girlfriend in the back. What the fuck is this fool doing right now? What in the fuck is this fool doing? And then Jada was like, oh, snap. And started to feel like, you know, how she going to put her hand in her, grip her fist with those nails tonight. Like they didn't even chat about how the girls, look, if I see my man, squaring up on a dude or going, or if I see a man like charging my dude, I'm sorry, excuse me. I'm going to get ready to goddamn fight. That's just how I was raised. (laughs) You back up your man, you back him up. So I feel like it was a little bit shorthanded or short-sighted, we should say, that no one wants to comment about how, what the women were doing during all this drama. Hmm getting ready to back their men's up. Guarantee. I guarantee. I guarantee it. Yeah, it's everywhere right now. Everyone, and you know what's so sad about it? I was going to say disgusting or just, just sad. Is that it's just another thing to divide us on right now. Ah, how fucked up is it that while we were all watching the Oscars and everyone's tweeting and getting insane and getting out, uh, you know, a wild, wild out about it, that the governor of Florida signed the don't say gay bill. How fucking sad are we? How fucking sad are we that that is going to happen right under our noses? They're taking away abortion rights, but I'm on, I, I'm, I'm, you know, team Smith, like, fuck you. Do you think Will Smith is going to help you pay for an abortion when they fucking outlaw it in your state? No. Do you know what I'm saying here? It's really, really Is it wrong for a man to want to feel protected and safe by his lady? No, I feel like you need to know. We need to know if we're dating, like with the pirate. Oh, he knew if something was to pop off, I was fucking right there with him. And that was one of the reasons he loved me so much. And he was, he he would try to rile me up a little bit much. Like if there was a lady doing something, he was like, hey, that lady's trying to fuck me. I think you should fuck her up. And I'm like, okay, stop making me want to fight. But if there is a situation, you know, I'm going to start removing earrings. That's all I got to say. Anyway, um, (laughs) So I felt like we needed the lady's perspective because everybody's so hung up on him and why'd he do it and why'd he take it and how come he didn't. And oh, if that was me, I would have tousled with him. There would have been a tussle. There would have been a, he can't just smack me in front of everybody worldwide. Tussle, tussle. And I'm like, shut up. 
what about the ladies? What were the ladies doing? So anyways, I had to cover that. I had to cover that. Thank you. And let me tell you something, metaverse, whatever this whole thing is, that I'm talking into Facebook right now, Facebook Live. And no, I don't ever come over here to do this. No, I don't. Because I stay over on the Instagram. Because the Instagram isn't as divided as the this. Anyways, yes, the guys hijacked an otherwise lady evening, for sure. But I think Amy Schumer got it back so quickly and beautifully when she said, oh, I was trying to get out of that Spider-Man outfit. Did I miss anything? That shit was classical. Anyway, oh my gosh. So earlier I was asked about my back. Thank you, my love, my angel, my gorgeous, my sweet, uh, my Aubrey. Now, here's where I'm going to take the show now. Now we're going to go into a, a place. We're going to leave the the pop culture and the media blast and the bullshit out there. And we're going to get in here. We're going to get in here to the body. Okay. For those of you just listening, I'm tapping my chest, um, squeezing my titty. Anyway, um, I had such a major epiphany regarding body mind this week, because as you guys know, I started to train and work at a, at a diner as a waitress again. And that's all I've ever done my whole life is waitress or bartend. And so for me, it was like, oh, familiar and easy. And I'll just go back and it'll be familiar and it'll be easy. And wow, What an enlightening experience for me to try to go back to something that does not fit into who I am now, to try to shove a a square peg into a round hole, if you will, (laughs) but really just not knowing that I was past this. And this has nothing to do with me like feeling like I'm I'm better than a waiter or I'm I'm more, you know, I'm I'm bigger than a waitress. None of that. None of that ego stuff. This is all real um what you what are you doing what are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your energy? What are you doing with your body? And how is it affecting your mind? Okay? So I was having major, major panics and not able to sleep and not able to eat and not able to get anything together. And what had happened was because I was having these panics about this job and because I was getting so, uh, allowing myself to get so pulled in psychologically, physically, mentally, everything, even though it was only a few days a week, it was affecting all the other stuff in my life. And all the other stuff in my life, as you know, is all my stuff. It's my stuff. The comedy, the writing, the acting, the the podcast. So I couldn't, it was as if I was fighting with my inner self and going, no, you have to go take this job. You have to go do this job. This is the job that you have to do. And my body said, no. And my body said, you're not. And my back completely gave out. Now, I've had back issues before in my life. It's not a new thing. But always when it happens, it's because I am not dealing with something psychologically. Most back issues are because of these things. For everyone. For all of us. So, what was going on? 
Well, I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't trusting myself, my heart, my spirit. I, I had to keep pushing and forcing and forcing. It's like when you force a relationship and you're just like, no, no, no. I need to be with this person. I need to be with this person. They need to be with me. And everything just goes to shit. You got to watch. And what was happening with me, my body was broken down, not even able to move, not even able to get out of bed, not even able to really walk, like limping and hurting and crying. And oh my goodness, it was so painful. But then as soon as I realized I'd outgrown a part of me that I'd been hanging on to and clinging to for years, decades, I was like, no, that's, that's all I know how to do. It's all I know how to do is if I was telling myself that's all I'm worth. Not that it's a bad job. It's a great job, but it's kind of a bigger job than for someone who has other jobs outside, you know? So I had to come to the realization that my body was protecting me and breaking down and saying, no, you can't do this. This is not for you anymore. You need a gentler place to go. It's not like I don't want to work. I love working, but I need to be working not only on this stuff, which I'm doing 24 fucking seven. And I love you guys so much for supporting me and for subscribing and for leaving reviews and five stars and going to, you know, Apple and getting the algorithm up. I just, I really appreciate you guys for all that. Um, and I really, really, really recommend whenever you're feeling some sort of distress in your body, go to that place and breathe and you're probably going to cry. I fucking wept like a baby because why? Because I don't know who am I if I'm not a waitress? Who am I if I'm not serving others? to serve man. It's a cookbook. But really, when your identity is wrapped up in your job, mm, it's never it's never great. But wow, what a what an enlightening piece for me to be able to to see and to realize and then to process and let go of, you know? By, by allowing myself to feel all these feelings and to feel like I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't do that. I don't know what I am if I'm not that. To letting myself feel that stuff. To letting myself go, look, you're doing great. Your art is thriving. Your show is flourishing. Everything is going fantastical. Keep doing what you're doing. No need to live in the fear. And the fear starts to live there. That's when the ouch in the body starts to go. So, oh my goodness, what lessons there were this week in all of it. I mean, I feel like I'm one of those people now that's like, is it a lesson or is it a good time? <laughs> you know what I mean? <clears throat> There's no more good and bad. It's or I shouldn't say good time, but <clears throat> is it a lesson or is it something that I'm just flowing, flowing with. It's all the flow, right? It's all the flow. Flow, kiss my grits. All right, I'm going to go. It's been 31 minutes and that's one minute over. Oh, if you're in the Albuquerque area, please come and see me live. Uh, 
I will be at the Guild Cinema this Friday night. It's a late show. It's a 10.30 show. 10 o'clock, the doors open. <clears throat> Excuse me, my goodness. Uh, please go on Eventbrite and get your tickets now, like yesterday, because the show sells out like crazy every uh, month. And uh, it's at the Guild Cinema and 10.30 show, Friday night, April 1st. 1st. <laughs> April Fool's Day, April 1st. It's not only April Fool's Day and I get to do a comedy show, but it's also the first day of recreational legalized weed in New Mexico. So there will be some major, major partyings going on before the show and after, I imagine. Anyways, I love you guys so much for listening. I love you for watching. Ron and Aubrey, thank you for trapping, trapping, trapping me down, tracking me down. Uh, it, it, it was weird because technically it was weird, but I felt really good by the end. And I hope you all did too. I love you so, so much. I'll see you guys on the other side of love. Bye. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow.